after their big win on Saturday against Purdue. I'm going to tell you why this game tonight against Iowa is the biggest game of the season for IU. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into a Tuesday episode of Locked On Hoosiers, your one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. The Hoosiers obviously have the big win against Purdue on Saturday, have had a couple days off before back-to-back home games to wrap up this season. It's two games that IU should win, but it is also two games that are very important for the Hoosiers, particularly tonight. The Hoosiers, IU will take on Iowa 7 p.m. in Assembly Hall. Game will be on ESPN. The good news, you shouldn't have to wait. This game shouldn't be delayed, and it's not a 9 p.m. tip-off, so we're not going to have to stay up till midnight to catch the end of this game. There was an interesting thing Mike Woodson said after the Purdue game. If you guys watch any of the videos they put out on social media, Twitter, Instagram, they might be on YouTube, I'm not sure. But in the post-game locker room, after Saturday's win, he told the team, celebrate this, have fun on the trip back home. I don't know if they took a bus. I assume they took a bus and not a a plane ride. Have fun on the trip back home, but be ready to play on Tuesday Because you need to vindicate this performance with the game on Tuesday. And that's really important. And that was a great note that Mike Woodson said. It's exactly what you would want your head coach to say. Vindicate this performance with a win. If Indiana has that win on Saturday and comes back with laying an egg, as they have been prone to do at times, then you've kind of undone a lot of the work that went into winning that Purdue game. This this is something we've talked about a lot, how IU responds after big wins. I think it's something they've kind of put past them. After the Purdue win earlier this season, they came back and beat Rutgers, which was a big win at the time. Rutgers, the wheels have kind of fallen off a little bit. Obviously, the injury uh, to... Uh, Mawat Mag, I believe is how you pronounce it, has really derailed them. But mentally, as much as anything, that win over Rutgers was big. So I I think they've kind of put that behind them, responding after big wins. But it's not something that, like, you do it once and it's gone. It's, it's a constant challenge. So the big thing for IU is that these last two games are at home. They're the last two games of the season. And they're against two teams that are pretty mid in the Big Ten. Not the worst, not the best. Uh, first with Iowa, a team that has no right being 10-8. and eight. If you guys saw what they did on Saturday before the IU game, an obscene comeback that they had against Michigan State at home to pull out the victory. But at the end of the day, they win the game in overtime. They are 10-8. and eight one game behind Indiana, but a team that um, has been just kind of floating around 500 in conference play all year long. They're 18 and 11 overall. Obviously, Iowa was the scene of one of the most frustrating losses of the season 
the insane collapse that Indiana had in that one. That was Iowa's first win in Big Ten play. They reeled off four straight wins, uh, including that IU game, including a win at Rutgers as well. But they've just kind of alternated winning streaks and losing streaks ever since. They lost to Ohio State when Ohio State was really starting their downslide. That is the only, or excuse me, one of two wins Ohio State has in in 2023. So they are prone to lose games like that. They lost to Michigan State at Michigan State, uh, but they've beat Rutgers twice. They beat Northwestern, who is in with a shout for the Big Ten title. I would just like to say also, uh, I believe it might have been last week. It might have been the week before. I think it was the week before that. I came on here and said IU had a shot at a Big Ten title. I was kind of resoundingly told no. IU dropped a couple games they shouldn't have, but if they don't lose some of those frustrating games, uh, whether it was to Michigan State or Northwestern, they would be tied with or for the Big Ten title. And maybe that's part of the argument that they did people didn't think IU could just continue running the table. But IU had a shot at the Big Ten title this year. Uh, Ultimately, there's a lot of stretches that cost them none more so than starting the season one and four in Big Ten play, including that Iowa game. But IU let one get away even in a year that has not gone right this season. Iowa, of late, if not for that miracle comeback against Michigan State, they'd be coming into this game on a three-game losing streak, including losing to Wisconsin. So... They're they're kind of hot and cold. Uh, the the real quick on them, they play super fast, uh, and they have the most efficient offense in the Big Ten or in conference play this season, and almost the least efficient defense. They do not defend three pointers. They do not defend two pointers. Teams shoot well against them at the free throw line. That's nothing that they can control. They don't really block shots. They're third best in the conference at creating turnovers. But if IU can control the turnovers, there's nothing that's going to slow this team down. They're going to shoot a fair amount of threes. We saw that in the previous game. They're sixth best in terms of three-point percentage. They're fifth in terms of three-pointers per field goal attempted. Uh, They can get hot as they did against Michigan State at the end of the game. Against the Hoosiers, they were 7 of 19, but... It felt like a lot more. There were a lot of backbreaking threes. I guess when you're making a big run like they did, every three feels big. But this is a team that they excel at the free throw line. They get a lot of offensive rebounds. They're second best in that. And they don't really turn the ball over. They're average in terms of shooting the ball. But I think it's a good matchup for Indiana in this one. And obviously the Hoosiers playing at home have been much better, and especially some of the role players, which is going to be important getting Tamar Bates back on track, getting Jordan Geronimo back on track. That's going to be important. Another note, Mike Woodson's radio show on Monday, he talked about Xavier Johnson, who at one point the report was that he was aiming to be back for these final two games. Mike Woodson said there's a chance Xavier Johnson could play this year still, but it will not be tonight. He is not going to be playing against Iowa they're gonna they're still waiting on the final approval from approval from doctors and the training staff he could still suit up Sunday against Michigan 
but it's not going to happen on Tuesday. So ugh, I, there's a there's a discussion to be had. We'll save it for when he does come back or is kind of cleared. Reintegrating him into this team is going to be tough this late in the season. I've seen it go awry before, and it, it, there's plenty of reasons it could work. There's a lot of times that we've said this IU team really needs Xavier Johnson, and they do. They need a version of Xavier Johnson that is not three months off with a foot injury. So reintegrating someone on the fly in tournament time, it's a high-risk uh, proposition and something Mike Woodson's really going to have a challenge on his hands doing. As it pertains to Tuesday's game, FanDuel has the Hoosiers as a five-and-a-half point favorite, minus 235 money line, over-under set at 155-and-a-half. Uh, Ken Palm is pretty much in agreement there. Uh, they have the Hoosiers by six, 70% win probability. Um, both the final two games are 70% win probabilities as things stand. I used bounce around a little bit in, the, in Ken Palm. They entered last week at 19th. They dropped all the way down to 24th, 25th, I believe, before that Purdue game and jumped back up to 20th after the Purdue game. They dropped one spot since then, but they're kind of holding firm around 20th, which seems to be about where they're going to finish the season, barring anything drastic happening. In terms of finishing the season, let's talk about men's basketball, Big Ten seeding, and some uh, calculations to see what is most likely the most likely landing spot for Indiana heading into the Big Ten tournament. Before we do that, let's talk about our friends over at Built Bar. You guys know how much we love Built Bar around here. Uh, they are healthy and actually tasty is the best way I can describe them. A nutrition bar that you don't have to compromise taste on. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. You guys hear all about the flavors. We talk about churro peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, brownie batter, everything you guys could imagine. It's it's hard to believe rattling off all those flavors that they're healthy, also considering they're covered in 100% real chocolate, but they are. You can look at all the, the facts, the nutritional facts, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. Built has what you need. And it's not just available only at Built.com anymore. It's also available at Walmart, at Sam's Club. I've seen them in person. I know that they're there. You guys can head there today, either the website, Built.com. Next time you're at Walmart, swing on by to grab some. Or if you're at Sam's Club as well, uh, do all the same. Whatever you guys, uh, wherever I should say you guys choose to get them, Grab, a, grab your box today and thank me later. Let's look at the Big Ten tournament seeding probabilities and where the Hoosiers are most likely to land. We'll do that in a second. First, I want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you guys get podcasts. Isaac and Andy over there are awesome, do awesome work. And there's plenty of uh, IU, Big Ten, Purdue talk over there right now as well. 
you can do a little schadenfreude and listen to them talk about Purdue collapsing, which I'm, I, I enjoy from time to time. On the note of Purdue collapsing, it certainly does not seem like they're going to fall entirely out of the one seed. That would be a monumental collapse, but they're, <laughs> they're far from comfortable. Um, they're still the odds on favorite for the one seed, but what I'm going to bring up here for those watching on YouTube is our, so, or is some big 10 seeding probabilities. Now this is from Matt Hackman who, uh, took in all the, uh, seeding probabilities and, uh, based it on Ken Palm and Sagarin's predictor ratings. So for example, we said Ken Palm had IU as a 70% win probability, um, for tonight's game. This has it at 68% still has Michigan at 70. These are the remaining games of the season. The 14 remaining games. There were none on Monday night. Weigh all of those, take all those into account. And what we have down here at the bottom of the screen, and I'm going to explain this out to you guys. You don't have to watch on YouTube. You should, but you don't have to are the most likely uh, landing spots in terms of tournament seeds. The Hoosiers right now, based on Ken Palm Sagarin ratings, accounting for all that, 16,000 scenarios uh, waited for who's most likely to win. The Hoosiers are actually tied for uh, second, or tied for the uh, most likely to finish second in the conference. So basically the two seed is most likely for Indiana right now. That is because... Um, Northwestern still has to play at Rutgers, which is the big thing. Maryland still plays Ohio State at Ohio State. That's weighted as a 52-48 game. I don't know about it. The Penn State game is 50-50 for them. IU definitely feels like they're more in control of them finishing as a two seed than anyone else. But it's a 27% chance that they are the number two seed. I just realized you can't see my mouse on the screen, so it really doesn't matter that I'm showing you guys. You can look at the bottom, Indiana, the number two spot or the number two column is the two seed. There is a 21% chance they finish as the three seed, a 12% chance they finish as the four seed. So overall, you're looking at a 60% chance IU gets a double buy, which is important. And what I assume at this point, Indiana is aiming at to make sure that they get a double buy. Um, that does leave a decent chance that they don't, I shouldn't say decent, 40% chance they don't uh, get the double buy, which I would be interested to see if IU wins this game tonight against Iowa, what the probability jumps to. Because as much as anything, um, the Hoosiers just taking care of business these last two games is going to assure them a, a double buy. So you don't, I use fate as in its own hands. You don't have to do any scoreboard watching. Now, other results going uh, different ways could help. You should be rooting for Ohio State against Maryland. You should be rooting for Minnesota against Rutgers. Uh, good luck with that. <laughs> Penn State at Northwestern, Rutgers at Nor or hosting Northwestern, stuff like that you should be rooting for. You do not want um, Maryland 
or Michigan or Northwestern to win, which IU controls their fate when it comes to Michigan. So Northwestern and Maryland are the two teams you should be rooting against right now. But again, ultimately, if IU beats, wins out, which includes beating Michigan, they secure a double bye. And as you can see on the far right, you can see my uh, mouse now, but as you can see on the far right, uh, it has the average of where each team landed. Purdue, for example, is still a 93% chance to be the one seed. IU marginally ahead of Maryland in terms of finishing in as the two seed. Maryland as the three seed and Northwestern as the four seed. Those being your four double buys. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season that that would be your four teams that received double buys, you could have told me in any order, and I don't know that I would have predicted that, let alone Purdue being first and IU being second. I don't know that I would have bought that. Obviously, a lot of things happened during Big Ten play, but uh, what a what a wild ride the conference has been this season. End of the day, though, as I said a couple times, IU wins out. None of this matters. They're a double buy. You can aim for a higher seed. That would include uh, Northwestern losing and Maryland losing. If you can get those uh, to play out, I use a two seed. We'll we'll stay updated as the week goes, but your big games are going to be on the weekend. The Maryland-Penn State-Northwestern-Rutgers games on top of the IU-Michigan game. Those three games are going to be your most important games on Saturday that are going to determine in what order the double buys fall for the Big Ten. On the note of the Big Ten tournament, let's talk the women's side because the IU women's team is your number one seed despite... Caitlin Clark's heroics. We have the full bracket. So we're going to break it down. We're going to look at uh, where the Hoosiers stand, who their opponents are going to be, and why it's a pretty favorable draw. And that's that's what you want as the number one seed. We'll do all that here in just a moment. As frustrating, and I said this a couple times, as frustrating as Sunday's loss was for the women's team on that Caitlin Clark I don't want to call it a miracle necessarily. It was close, but the incredible shot from Caitlin Clark, as frustrating as all that was, IU is still in a perfectly fine position. That shot meant more to Iowa than it did uh, IU because it secured Iowa second. If they lose that game, they're the three seed, which would have been rough for them. So again, going to share the screen. I'm just imploring you guys to come and subscribe to... Uh, Locked on Hoosiers on YouTube so that we can all see this a little bit better. This shows up far more nicer. Uh, the Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament. IU is your number one overall seed. The tournament starts on Wednesday with your two kind of play-in games. Penn State versus Minnesota, Northwestern versus Rutgers. Neither of those results matter to the Hoosiers because they will play the winner of Thursday's game between Michigan State and Nebraska. An interesting set of matchups that could be at play there. Obviously, I use one of IU's two losses this season was to Michigan State. So I'm sure on some level, IU wants to get some revenge for that. They've also played Nebraska. I believe they only played them once. It was I know they played them at home. I was at the game. 
I don't know that they played them on the road this season. Obviously, even if they did, they won the game. Uh, but two matchups that I would like the Hoosiers are going to be favored in. I don't know that there's necessarily a preference in that one. Um, as much as you want revenge against Michigan state, they also beat the Hoosiers. So I don't know that it's a bad matchup. That game obviously comes with the huge caveat that Grace Berger wasn't playing. And with Grace Berger, we've seen that this team is night and day better. IU did beat Nebraska. That game was in overtime. Again, it was right after the Michigan State game, and it was still without Grace Berger. So either one of these, I think the Hoosiers would be comfortable taking uh, taking on that team in the opening round. You're going to be favored. You should be taking care of business. That game will be on Wednesday morning, or excuse me, Thursday morning. Uh, the Hoosiers won't play until Friday, which is an, a, a bonus because last year they had to play on Thursday. They played Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So you get the extra day's rest. I use off from Sunday to Friday. So you get five days to rest up for this Big Ten tournament. You can look at the rest of the bracket, though. Ohio State is the four seed. That is a team that I've said many times. IU just matches up. They're a horrible matchup for Ohio State. That is the best case scenario for kind of the other top team that uh, is matched up or on IU's half of the bracket. As good as Ohio State has been this season, and the wheels certainly fell off in that week they played Iowa and Ohio State, and they've certainly lost a lot of their mojo. As good as they've been, IU remains a really tough matchup for them. J.C. Sheldon at this point is as questionable as anyone when it comes to whether she's going to play or not. So she hasn't played a lot this year. She just hasn't really been a factor. In both games, the Hoosiers won. Uh, The home game against Ohio State was a lot closer. Ohio State had a lot more kind of mojo and juice at that point. When they played in Columbus, IU just obliterated them, and Mackenzie Holmes had herself a night. So regardless, I think that's the best-case scenario. You want to avoid Iowa and Maryland until the championship game. That's going to be a must-watch game. If it's Iowa versus Maryland, Maryland is playing as good as anybody uh, in the Big Ten right now, and they just beat the brakes off Iowa in – a must-win game for Iowa. So if you don't think there's going to be a little bit of added pressure there, um, or uh, I mean, we just talked about a sense for revenge. I'm. <laughs> it's it'll be a fascinating game. Um, Purdue has kind of been a frisky team. I'm interested to see if they could give Iowa a run for their money. I Iowa's really good. <laughs> Caitlin Clark we saw last year in the Big Ten tournament was really good. She scored forty. It was the first game. I can't remember who it was against specifically. It might have been Nebraska, but she dropped 40 in that one. So I was really good. They won the Big Ten tournament last year. They're your reigning champions. Um, I use in a really good spot. And regardless of how it breaks, they're probably going to have to beat one of Iowa or Maryland in the championship game, which sign me up. I mean, I'm ready. I want another shot at Iowa more than anything, but 
This Maryland team is a very improved team from the one the Hoosiers played early in the season, and they only won by seven in that one. So sign me up either way. Uh, I'll be excited to watch that one. That all kicks off on Wednesday with the opening games, but Thursday is when things really kick up. You, I mean, I don't mean to, to say this begrudgingly. Throw it on in the background. That's what I plan on doing. Just have the games on. They're all on Big Ten Network uh, with the championship game being on ESPN. Throw it on in the background. It's it's daytime college basketball. Like, what else could you want? So, tune into that. The Big Ten Women's Basketball Awards are announced today. Uh, they probably have been announced by the time you're listening to this. We'll talk about them on tomorrow's episode. Caitlin Clark probably uh, sewed up Big Ten Player of the Year with her game on Sunday. So be it. It was always kind of an uphill battle for uh, Mackenzie Holmes and IU. Doesn't take anything away from Mackenzie Holmes. She made that a, a hell of a contest. I would be surprised if she's the Big Ten Player of the Year. But hey, best player on the best team should mean something. I don't know that it'll mean enough in this case, but fair enough. Mackenzie Holmes, she's going to be all Big Ten first team. It'll be interesting to see. Does Grace Berger make that team? Does IU get anyone else? Sydney Parrish? Uh, does she make that team? Chloe Moore McNeil? Um, I'm fascinated to see what these awards look like, and we'll certainly talk about that tomorrow. We'll be live after the IU-Iowa game to recap that, to talk the Women's Basketball Awards. So be sure you are following us on Twitter. We'll tweet out the link there or subscribed on YouTube. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. As I said, follow us on Twitter, uh, subscribe, leave that rating and review if you can. I've seen that a number of you have left uh, ratings. Even if that's all you can do, that helps us out immensely. Just giving us that five-star rating, um, it puts us in front of more eyes and ears. So if you guys can do that, uh, please please do. Helps us out a ton. We'll be back tonight, but until then, let's go Hoosiers. And as always, guys, LEO.